Fluid NYC presents the Be Fluid podcast, hosted by Marcia and Zina. Hi, and welcome back to the Be Fluent podcast. This is episode nine. I'm your co-host, Masha. And I'm Sinan. And today, we are going to be following up our last episode where we did the vocabulary for um, our, our theme for this sort of set of episodes, which is the election. And we're coming in um, now just two days away from the election. So this is becoming kind of a, a theme that's not just important for our podcast here, but I think that's starting to... We're starting. It's, it's what we're thinking about most of the time these days, probably, right? Yeah. It's pretty nerve-wracking. Um, so this interview is with uh, Miriam Rayevsky. She is the manager and chef uh, of a really cute place called Upward Brewing Company. Yeah. You ever happen to be in Livingston Manor, New York, which is up in the Catskills? Definitely check it out. Yeah, it's kind of uh, in the middle of just like a beautiful open space. Green mountains and the like. Definitely, uh, probably if you want to check out foliage, it's your last chance. <laughs> the fall leaves changing color. Um, but let's get back on topic here. Um, we were just talking about how all we're thinking about is the election. But anyway. Um, so yeah, this interview, I just asked her... Um, like why she's voting and and what's motivating her to to vote. And so quickly, Masha, before we jump into the interview, I think you can quickly sum up because we didn't really state anything on the record ourselves. Why is this an important election for you? Um, for me, I you know, I, I really don't understand what's going on and what has been going on for the last four years. I feel like uh, our president is dividing and not uniting and really um, hurting a lot of people, especially people of color and... Um, Institutions, right? Yeah, it's just kind of perpetuating racism and hate and xenophobia and... Yeah, it's just this this administration is run by hate. And I think that um, although I don't, you know, Biden is not my first choice. And I say I say this in the, uh, in the interview. interview and or conversation, um, you know, a, a vote for Biden is kind of a vote for having some semblance of democracy. Normalcy even. Yeah, I agree. Um, I only add, I think that, and I sort of mentioned my fear of like the institutions crumbling, but certainly I think people's faith in institutions and, um, the sort of future of not just democracy here, but I think when other countries see somebody who challenges democracy and laughs at it and sort of laughs at the notion of a free press. And I have a lot of criticism for the corporate media um, as well, but they're, they work hard and they do their best. You know, they have certain biases, but um, 
they've been sort of under such attack during this presidency that you know you just you 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 worry about the precedent that it's setting um you worry about the ideas it's giving other people and really abroad like you're you're seeing a lot of uh, authoritarianism um dictators popping up around the world and i think seeing the united states go in this direction just gives them more power you know so that's why for me this is an important one as far as going back to normalcy like you said yeah, and uh, I don't. I don't necessarily think that Biden is the answer, but um, I think you know Biden will not um, deny science. He will not deny global warming or you know dealing with a pandemic. All those things. I think that we need someone who is not a child. I think even a child knows better. You'd hope. Well, yeah, and I and I think in the middle of a pandemic, also you really want someone who's going to be trying to get more people the ability to see a doctor, uh, and that's always a problem in America, where you know the problem, the battle between private health insurance and public insurance, and how there are so many tens of millions of U.S. citizens who don't have insurance, which means if they go to the doctor. I've seen even someone with insurance had a $100,000 bill because of uh, having to be uh, cured of coronavirus, you know, because they had to go into the ICU and all that. Um, And that's after insurance. I saw a a million-dollar bill. Uh, I mean, there's just wild... The fact that you can even have that kind of level of variation says that we have a very, like, unregulated... It's like the Wild West over there. But, yeah, we need more people to be able to see a doctor during a pandemic i think that's a basic thing to want to be people to be able to see people able to do but anyway um all right um so hopefully you studied the vocabulary uh that that was in the last episode and um hope you enjoy this interview yeah uh once again miriam rayevsky from upward brewing company thanks again masha for doing the interview And, uh, of course, thanks to Miriam, our guest. Hi, and welcome to today's topic. Um, Actually, this week's topic uh, is the election, because we have eight days left. Um, and uh, welcome, Miriam. We're really happy to have you here today. Thank you. Nice to be here. Um, so today I wanted to just ask you, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this election? What, what's, what's motivating you to vote? Um, what are your hopes? Um, I know that for myself, um, I am a big Bernie supporter. So for me, it was pretty disappointing. Um, I think that Biden wasn't my first choice, but um, at this point, I feel like, you know, anyone but Trump um, for, 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 for many reasons. But, um, you know, watching Biden and watching, you know, him as he, as he develops um, during this campaign, I guess I can say, um, yeah, I mean, he's grown on me, but um, I'm voting mostly because I, I want to see change in this country. Yeah, absolutely. I um, 
I think you and I are on the same page with that. I also was a pretty hardcore Bernie supporter for a long time now. And it was extremely disappointing to see things turn out the way that they did. Um, but that's for a different conversation probably. And at this point, you know, we are, we are where we are and it's, um, I, I am also, I'm watching Biden very closely. I've been watching the debates and a lot of people are saying, you know, what, what are you gaining from the debate at this point? Because no one who's voting for Trump is changing their mind. No one who can't stand Trump is changing their mind, but I'm watching the debates so that I can hold Joe Biden accountable for the things that he's saying. And to to also wonder like how how screwed are we in this situation? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> um, there, while there are things within Joe Biden's track record that I'm not a fan of, and I do think that getting away from establishment politics is what we need. Um, unfortunately, that's that will be a battle for the next election because it needs to be put aside at this point. Um, I do think that having establishment politicians for so long is what got us in this mess. Actually, Elizabeth Warren said it very well at the beginning of the primaries when uh, she was saying that while, yes, Trump is our current issue, the bigger issue is solving the problem that brought us Trump. And I agree with that. But um, in this exact moment, for me, what's so important about voting in the election is um, absolutely getting away from Trump. It is to the point now where we need anybody who is not Trump and not Michael Pence, because getting rid of Trump and ending up with, you know, President Pence to me is even more terrifying. Hmm. Um, But but. I was just listening before I tuned in with you uh, to the Senate hearings for Amy Coney Barrett, and that is insane that that is being pushed through at the last minute when there are so many more pressing issues and when it's just people are already voting. The election has begun. Um, So Donald Trump has already gotten more Supreme Court picks than is desirable. And now he may very it's looking very much like he's going to get another one. So when I think about voting for Joe Biden, which I will be doing, um, I think about how it's not just a vote for Joe Biden, as you know, cliche as it is to say that, but it's true that it's the Supreme Court. It's who will be making decisions to make it so that women can continue to make the decisions for their own bodies, and so that you know, healthcare is something that continues to be um, improved on, not taken away especially as we're going through this pandemic and the pandemic is a big part of it too, because there are countries, there was, there was a video the other day of a soccer match in New Zealand and the, the, the stadium is packed with people and no one is wearing masks and not because they're being irresponsible, but because they have reached the point where they can. Mm. And we are, we are not even close because of poor leadership and it is getting to a life and death point now. Um, so I vote for Biden, not, not because I think Biden will fix everything. I think that we need to keep an eye on Biden. I think we need to always keep an eye on our politicians. Um, but I vote for Biden because I vote for working towards maintaining women's rights. I work towards maintaining rights for people of color and immigrants and, um, people who don't have access to healthcare, access to general necessities to be a person on this planet. 
Um, and those are all things that are being stripped away under the current administration's leadership. So that's why it's important for me to vote right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I um, you know, I, I often uh, try to explain to students, you know, they're like, well, if if people don't like Trump, you know, why was he chosen? And that that's like a really complicated uh, discussion, I think. But but what, what do you think it is about, um, you know, Trump that his supporters are so just passionate about, you know, like you said, like you, there's no way to, to change their minds, you know, they, they are voting for him regardless of what he does. Um, what, what do you think it is about them or about him that makes them so loyal? I actually think that Trump is the Bernie of the right. I think Mm -hmm. that, um, a lot of the people who are supporting Trump, I mean, there's definitely wealthy people who have things to, you know, extremely wealthy people who have something to gain from having somebody like that in their corner. But that's not the majority. I feel like the majority are people who have actually been let down by the system. Um, And I think that the biggest mistake in 2016 was that the DNC pushed so hard for Hillary Clinton because your feelings about Hillary Clinton aside, whether you love her, hate her, don't like her, it's irrelevant. I just feel that it was a poor choice of a candidate to push through when you have the masses screaming for anti-establishment and Bernie was just through the roof with his message. And so as Bernie was rising, so was Trump. They were the two anti-establishment candidates. And there was just no way that you were going to have an establishment candidate win when the masses are screaming for anti-establishment. And so I think that that's why people... Um, supported Trump. And I mean, obviously there's other things, um, you know, they think it's great how he speaks the way that he speaks and he's not an, not, he doesn't speak like an educated person. And so a lot of people who follow him might have come from places where they had lesser educations, which I think also is very beneficial to our government to keep the public uneducated on certain topics and distracted with <clears throat> other things in the news. And so then it's easier to control the masses and it's, you know, it's been done in other countries prior to ours and nobody believes so many, not nobody, so many people believe that it could never happen in America, but mm. it is happening. Yeah. But yeah. I think that, um, I think that the people who support him are not, I mean, there's definitely bad people who support him, but I don't think that every Trump supporter is a bad person. I think that there are people just like everybody else in this country that are struggling and have had a system that's not been working for them. And I don't understand how they feel that it's working for them now. That that I don't understand. But I think that maybe we're seeing a lot of people who are new to politics getting getting in on this and maybe don't have as much of an understanding of how it's affecting them when it's not in their daily life affecting them or not yet. But, um, but I think that, I think that overall it's, it's being outside of the establishment that has been making life difficult up until now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think um, this idea of like anti-establishment, I think that that's really attractive, right? Because yeah. Um, well, 
I, I, it's just, he's just so extreme. And I think people see that and it's like his message is so simple. I think that's, I feel a little bit sorry for Trump supporters because they're the message that they're being sent, you know, by the media and by, by Trump is it's confusing, you know? Yeah. And it's actually another important thing to talk about in talking about this is that, um, I, I was just, there's a great documentary on Netflix right now called, uh, the social dilemma. And it talks about how social media is changing our quality of life, which we all know about to some extent. That's not new. But they discuss how um, people are targeted with what kinds of news they're going to receive. So you'll have pockets of people that are – this is actually why I think it's important to read right-wing news and mm -hmm. I try to read some of it sometimes just so that I can have an understanding of what the other side is seeing sure. because what the other side is seeing paints it like the Democrats are out to destroy them of and course. so and, and so what they talk about in this documentary is that it's all about getting uh, as much getting as much exposure and traction to whatever it is that you're trying to push and something more moderate doesn't get attention. That's not interesting. That's not entertaining. That's more boring. And so they're just pushing extreme left to certain pockets and extreme right to certain pockets. And then it's creating this, it's, it's fueling this divide even more. And so I think that's a big problem too, that people are just sitting in their homes and just, it's like this intense up in arms about one side and the other it's like both sides think that the other side is destroying this country and everyone's mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. gotten to that point. So I, I think that with Trump supporters, they don't have access to um, information deliberately. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. a problem as well. It's, it's just like bombard, you know, they're bombarded with it and they don't really know how to, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to like know what to, believe in what not to believe in whether you should even question what you're hearing right like why should yep. people be questioning that but yeah i mean and it's, it's a lot of work to constantly have to be researching everything yes. and yes. i think people have gotten used to just it is what it is and i've read this article and that's what it is and now more and more people are starting to realize i can't trust this i can't trust that i can't really trust anything until i research it if you yeah. research it and you don't hear anything else about it Probably it's not really true. If you research it and you're hearing more reputable uh, publications saying the same thing, then you can start to believe that that's true. And so, but now we're in this complete distrust phase in this country, which is why also with coronavirus, there's so many people that are like, it's a hoax, it's fake, yeah. everything yeah. is fine, my body, my choice, my mask, whatever. And so it's just everything is just coming to this boiling point. So, um, and, and, and Trump likes it. And that's, yeah. that's a problem yeah. with this establishment as well. Yeah, it's divide, conquer, uneducate, and just you know, take over in every way possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Of course. I'm, uh, I think it's great, though, that so many young people are getting more engaged in voting. So I, uh, they're showing up in droves. So that's cool. They are. I mean, TikTok, I don't know anything about it, but I, I guess thanks to TikTok, these people are, are try, young people are coming out and, and doing stuff. I voted. It took me three hours to vote. Oh, did it? Oh, um, wow. Yeah. On Saturday, it was the first day of early voting. It took me three hours. Um, oh and there were so many young people behind me, and it was so nice to see. Um, 
just like how deliberate they were and how 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 um, focused they were on actually voting in person, you know, because I think a lot of people are, are worried about the mail-in ballots. I'm worried about the mail-in ballots um, just because I've, I've heard that the concern is um, Republicans will be voting more in person and a lot of Democrats are voting by mail. And for whatever asinine reason, uh, the mail votes cannot be counted till November 3rd. So they're just piling up and piling up and piling up. So what we're going to see is in the beginning, it is very possible it'll look like a Trump victory. And then as the mail ballots start being counted, it'll start to become what they're calling more of a blue wave. And that is creating an opportunity for Trump, who's already laid down the groundwork of saying that they're being raped now and that this is like the results we're in and now they're being changed, which they're not being changed. They're just being counted. And I think people need to understand that we will not have results on November 3rd, that it's going to take a little longer this time around. And so don't expect results right away. And I, and it's good to, it's good to, I think it's good to vote in person if possible, just to be able to keep those numbers high from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it was, I've never seen a three-hour line. I've never, you know, the, it, in, in New York City blocks, there was like seven blocks and each block was just like going around and around and around. There must have been a thousand people online because I think that's how people feel. They're like, I don't trust, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and they're excited. They're pumped to get out and um, and make their voices heard. I, yeah. you know, I live, I live in the boonies and there were lines at our government center here. I work on Saturdays, unfortunately, so I'll be going tomorrow. But I've heard that for the last three days, there have just been, I mean, if you see like four cars at an intersection here, that's traffic. And so to <laughs> see like, to see lines of people at the government center, that's that's a big deal. It so, is. I'm, yep. <clears throat> it's just, you know, I, I hope that they're voting the right way. But if they, if they're, even if they're not, just the fact that people are voting is a good thing. It means yeah. a lot, I think, you know. Um, but all right. Well, thank you. Thank you for, I'm sorry. Uh, I know you're busy and stuff, so I appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, thank you. This was fun. Thank you so much yeah. for inviting me to talk on your podcast. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much to Miriam Rayevsky. Definitely check out uh, Upward Brewing Company if you get the chance up in the Catskills. Uh, They are at upward.brewing, upward, U-P-W-A-R-D, dot, or period, brewing, B-R-E-W-I-N-G. Beautiful photos from the Catskills up there as well, so... But anyway, yeah, thank you so much, Miriam. Uh, It was a great interview. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people feel the way that she does. Um, Especially people who are going to vote for Bernie. I mean, we're sort of in that camp too, I suppose. uh, People who are maybe not so excited about voting for Biden, but are maybe very excited about voting against Trump these days, right? Yeah, exactly. Um... Um, so what was your relationship with Miriam, by the way, Masha? How do, how do you know her? So actually, Miriam and I grew up together when we were really young. Um, we went to the same babysitter. 
we had the same babysitter. Her name was Babadora. This is up in... Uh, in Washington Heights. Washington Heights. Which and... Is like north of the Upper West Side in Manhattan, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, and Babadora had this, like, um, kind of babysitting business she had going. There were, like, at least eight of us in her little apartment. Um, and she had this, like, chest of candy that we would get if we finished our dinner. And I think... I think I remember Miriam not... Finishing her dinners. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's ironic, and now she's, she's managing now a she's restaurant. So yeah. there you go. Well, maybe the food wasn't so good, you know? Came full circle. That's what motivated her to make good food later on in life. Perhaps. Maybe it did. But, um, yeah, she, she, um, I haven't seen her, you know, probably since we were really little, but we follow each other on Facebook, and it seems like we have, uh, kind of similar ideas about politics and economics and things like that that's uh, interesting also full circle perhaps that's cool uh but anyway so let's uh let's wrap this thing up i guess of course before we go let's talk a little bit about what might be upcoming and i think that might be sort of up in the air right yeah it really depends on uh the outcome of the election i think if it goes one way um, we might have more kind of serious topics. If it goes another way, we might have more like positive, um, happy, happy ones. So I'm really not sure. I can't really say anything. But we will be back in soon, that we can say. Um, as you can see, we've been getting better about regularly posting episodes. So we'll keep along that track, hopefully. Uh, for anyone who... We didn't, for anyone who was bothered, by the way, about the vocabulary last time, we did not put it up on the site. Sorry there was a delay on that, but we kind of caught that late. It's there now. So please review the vocabulary for this episode before you listen to it, uh, or when you're reviewing it again. I think it's always good to go back and review the vocab and then hear it again once you've reviewed it. Uh, but yeah, um, good stuff. And I think what, what what's good about that interview is it was a very... Typical conversation about politics you'll hear between people these days. Like most of the people I catch up with on the phone, that's a lot of the stuff we say. So, um, yeah, that was a good natural sample for anyone out there trying to practice their listening. See you soon. See you next time, everyone. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.